0: Aaron O'Toole survives as leader of the Conservative Party, but he doubles down on a losing strategy and blames everyone but himself for the loss. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You probably saw the news that Aaron O'Toole survived the caucus meeting yesterday. It was the first caucus meeting since the election, since the disappointing election result for the Conservatives and the Conservative leader. There was some speculation that the party was going to dump Aaron O'Toole yesterday. They didn't do that. Uh, as I talked about on the show, um, there really isn't the appetite in the Conservative party right now to uh, have another leadership review, have another leadership race that could potentially divide the party even further. It isn't um, obvious that there's anyone else in the party that would be suitable for leader at this point. So a lot of um, MPs that I've been speaking to, a lot of Conservative insiders, are sort of just resigned to the fact that even though O'Toole didn't do a great job, even though there were a lot of problems with his campaign, uh, better, again, to stick with the devil that you know than the devil that you don't know. And I think that there is so much uncertainty uh, with a leadership race that Uh, This is probably a good strategy. Uh, If you're watching this video on YouTube right now, I'm going to ask you to please like this video. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Don't forget to subscribe to True North and make sure that you turn on notifications so that you never miss any of our videos. If you're watching over on Facebook, make sure to like our True North page. Drop us a comment. Again, let us know what you think about the Candace Malcolm Show, if you have any ideas for a future story or just give us some feedback on the show today. And if you're listening to this show in podcast form, please, please, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, so do that if you're watching on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe to The Candace Malcolm Show so that you never miss an episode. So I just want to quickly go back uh, to talk about some of the predictions that we were seeing going into this meeting. Uh, David Aiken, I talked about this on the show yesterday, he, he made this bizarre prediction talking to an insider. He said, uh, here's a kicker about Tuesday's caucus meeting. Aaron O'Toole, an insider, says is looking to take a snap caucus vote on his leadership—a public vote. Stand up if you're with me. Stand up if you're against me. But behind closed doors, interesting. So I brought this up yesterday because I said this isn't this isn't the case. Uh, it would have no validity. And he, you know, I, if he were to do that, it would be quite the power move. Uh, but I couldn't I couldn't imagine him doing that. Well, David Aiken seems to have heard similarly because he quickly hedged his own prediction here, and he wrote. Other insiders say that such a vote would be procedurally impossible, so stay tuned, could have an exciting day of procedural back and forth. See, <laughs> the idea that procedural back and forth is exciting. Only only a journalist could could say something like that. Well, of course, this just simply didn't happen. It was not, uh, whoever was telling David Akin uh, was, was mistaken and this did not happen. There was no such vote. Uh, there was no such power move. Aaron O'Toole uh, did not do this. So I just wanted to make note of that. But let's talk about what did happen. So yes, it was the first time that all of the conservative MPs got together in Ottawa and it seemed like more or less They had a united front around their guy, around Aaron O'Toole as leader. We heard a lot of MPs just voicing their support. Uh, But interestingly, there were a few sort of outliers, so we will get to those later in the show. But I want to first focus on Aaron O'Toole, focus on his uh, understanding of what went wrong, the way that he is treating uh, this loss, because one of the things that he did emphasize, I I think there's two important things that he emphasized. He has been talking about how they're going to do a really um, full post-mortem of the campaign, look into what went wrong, really dissect the numbers, try to understand how the strategy failed and where they can uh, improve upon it. So that's a good sign. Uh, That's that's exactly what they should be doing after an election, after a disappointing election like this. Uh, But then he's also sort of doubling down on his rhetoric on this idea that Conservatives need to be more progressive, that the party needs to uh, fundamentally change in order to uh, win and and appeal to a broader uh, collection of Canadians. So first I want to focus in on Aaron O'Toole, look at what he was saying yesterday, how he was communicating, and what lessons he's really taking away from this election. We've heard him say several times now that he's going to do a full review of the campaign, really uh, dive into the numbers, try to understand the strategy, what went wrong, really hold the mirror up. And, that, and that's good. That's what we we want to hear from a leader. We want him to acknowledge that the that the strategy that he took failed, that it didn't win over Canadians. That his his calculation to move to the center, run as more of a liberal, uh, try to hug Justin Trudeau on as many issues as possible, and 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 really uh, avoid any of the the sort of pitfalls that the media and the Liberals set up for conservatives. Uh, he, he he did a decent job of not falling into those, but he ended up mirroring Justin Trudeau so closely that there just wasn't a compelling reason to vote for him because he didn't differentiate himself enough from the liberal party. So this is, I'm going to play first a clip of Aaron O'Toole walking into caucus meetings. So this is before he knew his fate as party leader. He he probably had an idea that, that caucus supported him, but really anything could happen at a meeting like this. So this is what Aaron O'Toole looked like prior to caucus. And, and this is what he was saying. Let's play this clip.
1: If the leader is not the problem, then what is the problem? Why is the message of the Conservative Party not resonating with Canadians and what do you need to do moving forward to make sure that happens? Well in an election in a pandemic I know how you all know how much the election costs so I won't get into that but there were two parties that divided Canadians that misled Canadians that had very deceptive and quite frankly uh, alarming campaigns Mr. Trudeau's and Mr. Bernier we did not we tried to respect people we tried to encourage vaccination level of 90% by working together not by dividing people so I think Mr. Trudeau, who's already let Canadians down again in his first 10 days, he has more lessons to learn than we do, but we're going to talk about our lessons today.
0: So there you go. Justin Trudeau has more lessons to learn than we do. So Aaron O'Toole isn't really taking responsibility. He's saying that the reason that the Conservatives didn't do very well was because what? Because he thought that the Liberals were divisive and Maxim Bernier was divisive and they weren't. So again, blaming other people as opposed to himself and doubling down saying that Trudeau has more to learn from this election than he does. Well, I'm sorry, that's not true because Justin Trudeau is Prime Minister. So yes, we all wish that Justin Trudeau was a little bit more self-aware, a little bit more humble, uh, showed more humility in his day-to-day life. Uh, But Justin Trudeau doesn't need to sit down and dissect what happened in the election because he won. He has the power. He's Prime Minister. He will likely be Prime Minister for the next... Four years, just given all of the dynamics in Ottawa. So, so, so it is Aaron O'Toole who has to do the reflection, who has to learn the lessons. So the idea again that he's just sort of blaming Trudeau, walking into caucus there. Uh, that's that's a little. Uh, disconcerting. And yes, we all like to see a opposition leader dunk on the prime minister, and that's part of the job. Uh, but really, today is a day, uh, yesterday is a day, but, but as O'Toole was, was walking in, you know, it's a day that you reflect on your own party, you talk about the reasons that you lost. And I, I get the fact that you don't want to pour your heart out to the media, you don't really want to tell them the inner um, thinking of your of your party and, and your own strategy, even if he Acknowledges that he ran too far to the left, that he made strategic mistakes in selling out conservative principles and values. I don't really expect him to say this to the media, but I want I, I wanted to show you this video to contrast it with the next video. So, so the first one was O'Toole walking into caucus before he had had. Um, an earful from all of the MPs. The whole purpose of caucus is to hear from the members, li- listen to what they have to say. They tell you what their constituents think. What are you hearing on the ground across the country? What are conservatives and and voters saying to us? So, so going into caucus, you would expect that he would have a different tune coming out of caucus because he would be much wiser. He would have heard all this feedback from his MPs. He would understand what people in different parts of the country were thinking, and perhaps. He would have reflected on that and had a different sort of answer, but instead, Uh, I'm going to show you a clip from his press conference, which happened after caucus, after the meeting. So like I said, he didn't face any kind of a leadership review. There was no revolt. Um, There was nothing that we heard um, that said that it was really bad. One MP that I spoke to said that this meeting was a lot calmer and a lot more united than the 2019 um, caucus uh, after the election, uh, where um, I'm told it was really divisive. It was horrible. Uh, There were knives coming out and people were just Completely um, lashing out at then leader Andershear. That didn't happen yesterday. It was calmer. The party is more united around Aaron O'Toole at this moment, but still, presumably, he would have something different to say. After the press conference, this is a minute long clip where a reporter asks Aaron O'Toole specifically, Why did you lose the election? Why did you lose the election? And I want you to pay close attention to what Aaron O'Toole says here. You
1: know, this morning there were a number of MPs that we spoke to who said that they were upset about how you managed the campaign and that the party actually lost seats. You're saying today that you're taking responsibility and nobody is more disappointed than yourself. So, in what way do you think the party needs to change? What do you think went wrong in the last election? And what are you going to be doing differently I am responsible and I accept that responsibility we fell short when I had a plan for us to win the confidence of more Canadians we fell short the simple reason for why that happened was Mr. Trudeau used the pandemic to divide Canadians we did not it did we pay a price for it perhaps we did that's part of the review that Mr. Cummings will undertake to make sure that we can win the confidence of Canadians, not by dividing them or scaring them, as Mr. Trudeau has, but by planning for the future of this great country for for all Canadians. And I invite Canadians that were close to voting for us a few weeks ago to stay tuned. The Conservative Party is going to fight for your interests in this parliament.
0: So 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 I, I really want to dissect what he says here. He says that he takes responsibility for the loss, that he understands, and that at the end of the day, yes, he is responsible. So so that's good. He he recognizes that. Then he transitioned and he says that the simple, there's a simple reason, everybody, there's a simple reason, a simple reason, one reason why the conservatives lost the campaign, and that is what what was it? Not that he ran a weak campaign, not that he flip-flopped, not that he, we didn't really know what he stood for or who he was, not that he tried to appeal too hard to left-wing voters and ended up sacrificing uh, conservative voters. No, no, no. The simple reason, everybody, the simple reason why Aaron O'Toole lost the election was that the Liberal Party divided Canadians and that he did not and that he paid a price for that. I'm, I'm just going to play this clip one more time, this one part of it, because it's, it's really, really remarkable.
1: The simple reason for why that happened was Mr. Trudeau used the pandemic to divide Canadians. We did not it. Did we pay a price for it? Perhaps we did.
0: So so, so what are we supposed to take away from this? That, that Erin O'Toole was too positive on the campaign trail, that, that, that the liberals went negative, the liberals uh, were really being divisive and that that's why they won because Canadians like that kind of thing and that if the conservatives had been divisive as well, then they would have won. That's a simple reason. That's the simple reason why the liberals won because Aaron O'Toole what, took the Michelle Obama route where uh, they go low and we go high and Canadians just didn't like that. And so they rewarded Justin Trudeau for going low. I don't know if Aaron O'Toole misspoke here, but that, that was a brutal answer to me. The, the whole idea that the simple reason reason. That you lost was because the liberals were negative and Canadians like that. Uh, No, that's not the simple reason that you lost Aaron O'Toole. I've I've got news for you. The simple reason that you lost is because you didn't run a very good campaign. Uh, So so like I said, the um, general mood among caucus, uh, I'm told I wasn't there. Obviously, it was just uh, behind closed doors for members only, for conservative members of parliament only. But from what I hear talking to people who are in the room, um, overall, people support Aaron O'Toole. They want to give him another shot. But I want to play a couple of interesting clips, the media were really hounding MPs walking into the door. And so it was interesting uh, to to hear what they had to say to see what they had to say. I want to play a clip of Pierre Polyev. Everyone's looking at Polyev because it's it's no secret. He is incredibly popular among the base. He's very strong. He's very well-spoken. He's great on social media. And people like him. People think that maybe this guy is a leader in waiting. And so everybody is trying to find out what is Pierre Polyev saying and doing. Is he gearing towards launching his own kind of a campaign. So let's play this clip of of Pierre walking into caucus because it's pretty amusing. Can you Mr. People, boss, you is the former
1: socialist leader? Of course. Why? Because he's the legitimate leader of the party. Mais que vous pensez qu'il doit rester I did already answer that. I said yes.
2: What do you think of some of the things the party needs to do differently
1: to win in the next election? What do you think? We need to be the single strongest voice against the inflation tax. The single biggest issue going forward in this country is the way that this government is driving up inflation by flooding the economy with cheap cash. What that is doing is pricing young people out of housing, seniors out of groceries, and Canadians out of the the basic goods they need to survive. That is the single most important issue. We are the only party that can tackle inflation get government spending under control, and secure the financial
0: future of Canadians. Well, so, 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 so again, the, the the journalists are hounding him, asking, do you support Aaron O'Toole as leader? He says, yeah, of course. And they go, why? He says, because he's a legitimate leader of the party. I mean, I, I think he's kind of making fun of the reporters here because it's such a stupid question. Like, do you support the leader of the party? Yes. Why? Why? because he's the leader of the party, like, that's how party politics works, Uh, you you could take your own interpretation from that, but uh, what I found amusing was that he sort of, Pierre said twice, yes, obviously I support Aaron O'Toole, I support Aaron O'Toole, and then they say what needs to be done differently, and he kind of turns around, and he launches this whole uh, campaign tirade about inflation and how that needs to be the major issue, which is something that we barely heard from Erin O'Toole on the campaign trail. You know, this is Pierre's issue. This is something that he owns that he's very, very knowledgeable about. I had him on our show a couple of days before the election just to talk about this issue because he knows more about it uh, than anyone and he's really strong on it. So, so here he's saying... Um, yes, it's Bornero and O'Toole, um, but then he kind of launches his own uh, almost like a campaign speech um, as if he were the one who was running for leader. And he gives a compelling, uh, powerful speech, which, again, is why so many conservatives like him and would like to see him. In another interesting interview uh, was with Lesson Lewis. Now, uh, Kean Beckstein, an independent reporter was in Ottawa, and I'll just read his tweet because it's, it's right on the nose. He says, for some reason, I was the only reporter to speak to Dr. Leslie Lewis on her way into caucus. I asked her what she would do differently than O'Toole. She was leader, which, you know, you saw the mob of people going after uh, Pierre Polyev and all the journalists uh, trying to ask him questions. Uh, I'll show you in a minute uh, what they all do with Shannon subs. Again, you can see just a huge crowd of reporters talking to Shannon because she's been outspoken in her criticism about Erin O'Toole. But here we have Leslie Lewis who ran in leadership race against Erin O'Toole and she has just been elected as a new MP. So why was it that Kian Bextie was the only reporter who wanted to talk to her? It, it does seem pretty odd that, that there weren't more mainstream media journalists who were interested in her because she's obviously uh, another person who could potentially be seen as waiting in the wings as leader of this party if Erin O'Toole were to step down or get removed from caucus. So let's go to this clip of Kian Bexty asking Dr. Leslie Lewis uh, what she would do differently than Erin O'Toole if she had been leader.
2: I mean,
1: federally, if you were leader, would you have done anything different than Aaron?
0: Um.
2: Well, we, we're two different people, so our approaches on certain issues are, are different, and um, I stand with the leader and his approach, and mm-hmm. um, we have a lot to learn,
0: and we'll, we'll move forward from there. But thank
2: you for your time.
1: Thank you.
0: So while she does say that she supports the the leader, uh, she also just makes that little tiny distinction saying that we are two different people and our approaches on certain issues are different. So kind of, again, just alluding that perhaps. She would not have run as such a red Tory. Uh, you know, Everyone knows that she was much more of a populist, um, social conservative in the leadership race. So so obviously she would have taken the party in a different direction. So next, I want to go to this clip of Shannon Stubbs. Shannon is a Alberta MP from rural Alberta, and she has been outspoken in her criticism of Aaron O'Toole. Like I said in the show a couple days ago, there's three camps in the party. Camp one are the people who just really support Aaron O'Toole and wanted him on as leader. Camp two are the people who are really mad, uh, really angry that he sold out on, conservative principles and want him to have the same kind of treatment that Andrew Shear was subject to. And then the third camp is everyone else, most of the caucus, um, who just want to uh, not rock the boat. Uh, they're don't. they they're not really sure whether they're going to support him or go against him ultimately, but they, they, they don't really have a strong position. Uh, Shannon falls in that second category. She's very outspoken. And you can see how the media just flocked to her because she was speaking to the media prior. They knew that she had this dissenting opinion and the media love conflict. They love sort of stirring the pot. And so you can see how they just really want to amplify uh, what Shannon is saying. And so let's watch this clip. So Do you Jersey think that
1: every f- MP that came in to here today it. has said how happy they are that they gained votes in St. John's and they gained votes in Ontario, but that came at the expense of 400,000 Conservative voters staying home in Alberta. Do you attribute that more to the leader or to the policy that the leader took?
2: So I'm a first-generation Albertan. My mother was a Newfoundlander. My father was a Nova Scotian and, um, you know, not not a very uncommon story for Albertans. Um, I don't think conservative members should accept losing anywhere, so I am certainly glad I did a lot of work out in those regions over the time that I've been elected and I'm certainly glad that we have those new colleagues but yes exactly to your point we lost we still we lost seats in the GTA we lost seats in the Metro Vancouver area we lost seats in both of the cities in Alberta um, this shouldn't have to be an either either or a proposition. There's some conversation going on about um, this, the courage to change. That's one of the things I'll be looking forward to hear more from the leader about. He said that on election night. I don't quite know what that means. Um, and so I would say I'm kind of getting to what I heard you yeah. ask. I, I would say um, we better hear about that today or real soon. Because um, if now what we're talking about is changes of our policies, our values, our principles, then for me, that means it's even more important for the members to be able to have a direct say.
0: What are we, what are... And Shannon picked up on something really important that Aaron Toole has been saying. So good, good on Shannon for, for picking up on this and questioning about it publicly because he kept, he kept saying that the party needs to have the courage to change Uh, We don't know what that means. What what do you mean the courage to change? The courage to change our convictions, the courage to change our ideas, the courage to become more like liberals. I don't think that that is a very compelling um, thing to say to conservatives. I don't think that that's what conservatives want. We don't want to change. We want to have someone who reflects our principles and our values. being elected and, and articulating, you know, the 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 vision for Canada uh, that so many conservatives have. So ultimately, yesterday, most MPs, most of the Conservative caucus supports Aaron O'Toole. The, the few clips I showed here, the little bit of dissent, the little bit of contrarian thinking um, is not the norm in the party. These are the few people that stick out. But really, most of caucus uh, stands behind Aaron O'Toole, want to give him another chance. Uh, here are a few of his supporters saying just that.
1: How do you feel about his leadership? I know you support him, but I, how I do you feel about leadership? His?
0: I also know that the people of, that we represent want to see stability
2: and unity, um, particularly during a time of economic and health crisis in this country. And I know that our caucus is ready to work together uh, for Canadians. How feel the leadership
1: in. right now, Mr. Leadership. I, I've been a, fan, a friend and a fan of Aaron for, for a while. And I, I've been lucky. I was in Ottawa most of the time during the pandemic doing the, the fun job of questions, trade coordinators. So I was lucky enough to work with them. And, One thing I've said, and I think the campaign showed as well, A lot of Canadians didn't know who he was at the beginning of the campaign and I think he proved himself very well during it. Okay but how was the discussion though? Oh
2: absolutely fantastic. We're a caucus. We were one big family. You know
0: you're not going to hear too much because that's what we do in caucus. We stick together and we are a good family. We're coming out of here ready to get back to court. So there you have it. There really wasn't a lot of news out of yesterday. I know that the Conservative MPs did vote in favor of the Reform Act which could potentially uh, give them the power to oust Erin O'Toole at a later date Uh, but this is just a procedural uh, thing. It really didn't have anything to do with Aaron O'Toole. In fact, Aaron O'Toole voted in favor of it. So it wasn't, some people in the media are trying to sort of twist it to say that this means that they want to get rid of Aaron O'Toole. No, it doesn't. It's something that the MPs have been pushing for, for a long time, to have more accountability and more democracy within the party. So so, so that was that was sort of the takeaway. But I hope he does do some reflection, perhaps not in front of the media, but behind closed doors. I hope that he reflects and understands on the idea that Canadians do not want another liberal leader. They already have a liberal leader. What they want is something different, a contrast, they want someone who can stand up and defend conservative ideas and principles, and perhaps Aaron O'Toole can try to be more like that in the future. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show.